go. Welcome back everyone to the Thika Brunch and Business podcast. I am your host, Evo, <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, Tia. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Tell us what, we're, what we've got in, in, in stock. In it's going to be another great episode. We're going to do part two, basically, of what we did last week. And this yeah. time, Evo's in the hot seat and I'm going to interview him. And we're back in our OG. studio location. Yeah, um, no third wheel of the statue today. <laughs> we took a bit of a road trip last week, but yeah. we're back in it. Yeah, we might mix it up in future yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, nice. Watch the space. Watch but yeah, space. Evo in the hot seat. We're going to get straight to it. We're going to learn a lot about yeah. Evo in this episode. Can't wait. Let's Can't go. Wait to learn about myself. Got some questions for you, Evo. Hi, nice Hi, to Rick. meet you. Yeah, nice I've to meet you. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time now. Yeah, a, a lot of people have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really honoured that you uh, came on this podcast. And uh... no worries, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. <laughs> going to talk us through some of your experiences. I'm going to start with a bit of a road question. Go on. Recently, fairly recently, you went on a bit of a once in a lifetime trip. Mm. Um, I kind of want you to tell us a bit about that. Uh, where you went tell the fans I know yeah. well actually I don't know because I'm interviewing you yeah. <laughs> um, and tell us what your key takeaways from that trip were and what you learnt about yourself mm-hmm. as a businessman <laughs> as a human yeah just tell us like what you came back feeling from mm-hmm. that trip so I'm gonna, I feel like I've told a lot of souls about this trip that I've been Not on. Not people, and souls. I, a lot of souls. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy that goes on a trip and then comes back and then it's like, guys, you wouldn't believe where I went. I went <laughs> traveling and and the kids there are so happy, but no one's got, you know, people that go on a Yeah. Get, yeah Did you find yourself? Uh, I found myself. <laughs> and um, yeah. No, so I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, but recently I went on a trip it was a hiking trip. We did something called the Mont Blanc Trail. It is a uh, trail in, <laughs> uh, in that part of the world. Um, it tours Switzerland, Italy, and France, and you spend a couple of days in each. I think it's 11 stages. We completed it in seven days, so about 170 kilometers, and uh, 10 kilometers of elevation up and down uh, throughout the throughout the course of your journey um, so that's the technical that's the technical bits of it the um, kind of how, how I found it uh, it was firstly I went with a couple of friends mm. um, one of them was someone that I'd been hiking with before and I said I really want to do something challenging this summer and he said to me well me and my friend are going on this trip come and join us mm. and I didn't really I kind of had an idea in my mind of what to expect. Firstly, I've never done anything like this. I mm. think I think I've, I might have camped once for a day in my life before, but this was like everyday camping. Mm. I think you were supposed to bring your own food as well, which I didn't. I didn't realize. So. Even I thought there'd be a waitrose every couple of kilometers, a little waitrose you could buy himself. <laughs> a little waitrose, then occasionally there's like a bigger supermarket. You get like a, a, a big Tesco. Yeah. Um, quick shock to the system there yeah it wasn't it was one of those where it's mostly just mountains and <laughs> you're mostly just walking uh, and climbing these mountains for, for the majority of the trip but there was that you do stop through a few towns and you stop through a few shops 
But there was, I think there was one, like a few of the stages where you don't come across a shop for like two days. And so you've got to be prepared. if you haven't bought your own food. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be more prepared than I was. <laughs> Definitely. Um, anyway, yeah, so I kind of went in, uh, the, the 170 kilometer thing registered with me. So I was like 170 kilometers, you about 25, 26K a day. Doesn't, doesn't seem that crazy. Mm. The bit that I didn't really appreciate was the 10K up and down. Mm. So to put it into context for anyone who's listening, I think when you, when you climb Snowdon, I think the elevation there is only, a, I think it's like 1100 above sea level, but you only climb about seven to 800. I think That's it's something crazy. like that. Um, and so imagine climbing Snowdon and then coming down once a day. You're basically doing that twice a day, every day mm. with a 15 kilo backpack on. Which again, doesn't sound that crazy, but for me, the main problem was, um, I've never had knee problems before, but by day two, my, my knees were completely destroyed. Mm. Completely destroyed. Um, and then the whole thing from, from then on just became about survival. Can I, can I just, can I make it through without sounding okay, too bad girls. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to sound too dramatic on it, but yeah, bas basically I went in not having, having done anything like this before. And it was a lot more challenging than, than you were fairly blase about it. I, would I say. was, yeah. I didn't. It's a very you trait. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a very me trait. I, I think I had a bit of a stressful time a couple of days before because I, I didn't have any of the gear yet. I didn't have a tent. I didn't have anything. So I was like, I'll go into this shop the and I'll just. Thing ever. Uh, yeah, because also I don't. I don't like to do super loads of research yeah. into all of this kind of stuff but I was like I'm gonna have to do it because I'm gonna turn up and I'm gonna have nowhere to sleep and that's not gonna be ideal <laughs> um so to be fair I went to this place um and I just said I'm doing this trail please can you tell me everything that I need and they they kitted me out with everything nice. to be fair which was great um but yeah so in general in general was not super prepared for it was not super prepared for like what to be expecting um was really like day two or three my knees were in bad shape and there was still like four more days to go but that i think that brings us into the first lesson which i'd uh, i've shared with anyone who's asked um but yeah so your question was what did that what did that teach you about um that teach you about what was the question what was it about yourself about? what were your biggest takeaways I, my big, so before i've had a lot of injuries before as as you w well know mm. um and usually the way that i deal with my injuries is like oh i take take a break don't do anything to aggravate it all of that and this time and it's put me off of doing a lot of stuff in the past yeah um and this time this time i was like no i'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do not that. Involved. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna carry on until I physically can't walk. I'm gonna see how, I'm gonna see how far it can take mm. me. Um, so, so yeah, so that's what I did. Um, on, on day three, I woke so the first three days we walked the most, climbed the most. Um, and on day, I think it was day four, I woke up and I said to one of the other guys, like, I think I'm gonna call it. Cause that whole night I couldn't sleep because both my knees were fucked. Mm. I'm just in pain um, and he was like well if you finish this day then you've only got I think it was something like 53 kilometers to go mm. I was like oh, okay 53 kilometers okay and that that day was like 35k or something mm. something wild I was like do you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see how it goes this day mm. and um, 
yeah, I kept, there's nothing more to the story really. I just, I went that day, uh, finished it, grinding. went the next day. The next day was supposed to be a rest day. It turned out we were climbing some cliffs. <laughs> there was even worse and there was snow and there was like all sorts of stuff. Mm. So yeah, I just, but then after I'd done that day, then I was like, just move on to the previous day. And then before you know it, it was, it was the last day. So yeah, I think my main takeaway, there's a, there's a saying, I think it comes from the army that when you, when you think you're fucked, you're only about 40% yeah. fucked. And I think that was definitely, that was definitely the case for me on this trip. Because yeah. day, um, day four, I was like, there's no way I can yeah. And, uh, but Jay, I just took it day by day and yeah and managed to do it. So displaying and, resilience there and a, yeah, like putting your yeah. mind to it and just being like, I think also a big part of that is taking it day by day. Cause you know, it, if you apply it to a real world context, because yeah. often we look at something and it feels quite overwhelming, yeah, but if you right. break it down, and it's just a day by day, hour by hour thing, and just see how you go, mm. and set yourself the goal of just making it through. Yeah. And then, like you said, by by the time you knew it, there was no point was of over. like not finishing it because yeah. you're basically done. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that I think the yeah, that that's a good point. That sometimes the whole task can seem very daunting. Mm. But if you just say, okay, I'm just going to do this little bit. Yeah. Break and it then down. See how I feel after. Yeah. And that was. That was very true on there. And then the other thing which kind of relates to that point, we, we had this um, rule of, well, it wasn't really a rule, it was like what we were trying to strive for yeah. every day is 10 before 10. So trying to do 10 kilometers before 10 a.m. So waking up as early as possible, get the first 10 kilometers out of the way. And then by 10 a.m., if you're already nearly halfway there and you've got a good start mm. and you've got good momentum for the day. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's that's something good for for daily life. Yeah. If you try and get eat up and frog. do your first eat the frog, eat I've never heard frog. of that. Have you not? No. Eat the frog. The fans all know what that means. Okay. Yeah, so they say eat you should frog, eat the frog. Stuff. Do the worst thing yeah. about your day first, or like get your day. So like, if you really struggle to go to the gym, get up, get it done first thing. Mm -hmm. You've eaten the frog. It's done. You don't need to think yeah. about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Your most challenging there was part. and there was only one day where we didn't do the 10 before 10 or didn't aim to do the 10 before 10 uh and it was it was our worst day so there you go yeah should have eaten the frog should have eaten the frog <laughs> nice um okay what is one thing that you think everyone should experience in their lifetime and this this can be also something that you've not experienced yet. That I've not experienced. Yeah, I mean, it can be something that you have experienced, or it can be something that you haven't, mm -hmm. but you think that everyone should. Wherever your mind goes. Yeah. True love. No, it's not. That's not. <laughs> that's, not my, that's not. That's not my actual answer. No, definitely not. Um. Not as in definitely not. People shouldn't experience that, but you would. Not coming from you. Yeah. That's a very, very good question. Would you like me to come back to that one? Do you know, no, do you know what I, I wanna, I wanna say something which I've not experienced yet, um, but it's something that I would really like to experience. And I think every, I think every guy especially should have this as, as, their, as their goal in life. I don't know if it's the same for girls, you tell me. Okay. But I think every guy should have as a goal in life to help their mother retire. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. something that I'm working towards and something that I hope I'll be able to I'll be able to do. Paulina, if you're listening, shout out to you. Shout out. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be I think it would be a very nice feeling to know that you've worked hard mm. to, to help you know the person that's worked hard to raise yeah. you to. I think to that's a very or... I I would say I think that is a very guy thing. Mm. I think there's that dynamic of like between a mother and a son. Yeah. And I think between a mother and a daughter, it's just a different dynamic. You get different yeah. things. I think that's maybe more of like a caring and a nurturing thing for your mother yeah. as they get older. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying, I think is almost more of a like financial thing. Yes, exactly. So I think that's what right. the male, I'd love to prefer. The, the males not, and the females. <laughs> what, what like men bring to their mothers mm-hmm. is more of a practical financial thing. Whereas yeah. what women bring to their mothers is more of a like yeah caring nurturing almost like flipping the role a little bit as they get older that's right i think it's it to me that would feel like one of the most rewarding experiences like more rewarding than anything i could buy or anything i could achieve i think that that feels very rewarding family man and uh i'll let you guys know when it happens but yeah that's a good answer well done appreciate it um okay I'm going to spice it up. Has there ever been a business decision that you've made that you've either regretted or you look back on and think, I wish I'd done that differently? No. <laughs> Nothing. Not, not a single one. And I, and I say not a single one. If something had come to my mind, I would have said it, but mm. nothing comes to mind. And I think the reason nothing comes to mind is every decision I've made at the time has in my mind been the right decision. Mm. Um, there, there is one moment that came that came to mind, and I actually I used to write articles. By the way, everyone should have a read of yeah, articles. Fine. I wrote an article about this particular one, and I think the article was called like six or eight qualities of um, inspiring leaders, or something mm. something like that. I used to be part of this um, social enterprise group uh, at, at university called Enactus. Mm. And um, the idea is that you have uh, a load of projects which are kind of like socially motivated projects and each project has their project manager and then you've got like the, the, like the committee of the, of, the, of the whole society. So mm-hmm. you have like the people that lead the society and then you've got the individual project managers. And um, in my first year of doing that, I was a project manager. And then the next year I was president of the society. Mm. And then as president of the society, I kind of took a step back from all the projects, let everyone else lead them. And then, uh, and it didn't, it didn't really go as well. And so I, I wrote this article talking about how what I should have done is done one of the projects and set an example for the mm. other project managers. Mm. So I think that I think that is the closest to something that I think is a decision that I made that I could have done differently. That mm. is the first thing that springs to mind. And it's interesting that that was so long ago. But yeah, yeah that taught me a lesson of like actually being in the trenches the and, and, and leading from the trenches mm. in in a way. But yeah, other than that, every every decision I've made, even if it's not turned out, mm. has given me more information, um, more knowledge, more clarity. Yeah. 
you know, even if it, even if at the time it was a bad decision. Yeah. Um, and any, with anything I do, I'll never really bet the farm on everything. Mm. So I'm not really, I used to be really into startups when I was in my uni days. Mm. And I was all about the startups and I'm all about these guys that come in and they, they have their startup idea and they try and, and they try and make it happen and that, and it's either zero or a thousand. Mm. Um, and I think as I've progressed in my journey through business, I kind of don't like that model anymore for myself. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of like building slowly block by block. Um, and having a firm foundation and just building on top of that yeah. rather than trying to go for the moonshot every time. Yeah. So yeah, with every decision I make, as long as it's not a decision that puts us out of business, mm. there's almost no way that it can be a bad decision. Yeah. Learn something from the end of it. I think that's a good way of looking at it because you're never going to get it right 100% of the time. Mm. But like you say, every decision that you make, especially when you reach a level of like uh, self-awareness and intelligence and like acumen mm -hmm. every decision you make is made with the best tools that you have at that time yeah. if five years later you have better tools and a better understanding and better knowledge yeah of course you might make a different decision but that doesn't mean that that decision was wrong yeah. or even if it was wrong it doesn't mean that you should have made a different one yeah because you did the best that you could at the time exactly and you saw things in a certain way you that decision fit best at that time yeah so yeah I exactly like that. that there's in 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 you can't business spend your life it. just going oh because also if you don't make the wrong decisions if you don't make the mistakes you don't then learn from it hindsight's 2020 yeah and exactly like what you said about an actus yeah if you hadn't if that hadn't happened with an actus it might have happened on a much bigger scale to much exactly. more de detriment now with fika yeah and you could have had a lot bigger consequences, but you made that decision. And I've already learned that lesson. And you learned that lesson, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There is a personal decision that I regret, which was going to university. Just what a waste of time. We've done a whole <laughs> episode we've on done a whole the episode on <laughs> education that. system. Um, but yeah, in terms of like a specifically business decision that I've made, mm. I don't, there's nothing that springs out that I'm like, wish I hadn't done it like that. Yeah. Nice. Lovely. Okay. What drives you? Because I feel like anyone who has spent any time with you or knows you on a more personal level would say, would agree that you're very driven, you're very ambitious. You have this uh, quality that's almost like, you know you're going to be successful one day. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. What, what pushes you? I feel like this is a, this is a great question because I think this is a part where a lot of people misunderstand me. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't, I don't know, this is my, this is my uh, take on the situation. I think a lot of people would think I'm very motivated by money. Mm. And actually, and I think you probably know that I'm probably the least motivated by money person mm. um, that I know. And it's only, I, only, I only go that route as a means to get things done rather mm. than because I'm interested in the end result of that. And what, it's an easy measure. It's, it's an it's easy, the easiest yeah. measure probably out there. It, it, you know, if, you're a, if you're a sprinter, you go and do the 100 meters and you get a time at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, yeah. you can't call yourself a good entrepreneur if you've not made any money. Yeah, yeah. 
True. Facts. So it's a it's it's a way of keeping it's a way of keeping score. Yeah. Um, and it's a way to progress further and further on in, into the game. Yeah. Like if if you if you're a sprinter but your hundred meter time is twenty five seconds, you're not going to make it to the Olympics, are you? <laughs> Yeah, and, not uh, looking good for you. Again, it's the same same with entrepreneurship. Yeah. If you're if you're a great the greatest entrepreneur of all time, you've made twenty pounds. Uh, there's probably, probably only not. so far you yeah. can get in the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what what actually motivates me? Um. There was a there was a story my uncle told me once about my granddad. Our granddad. Mm. <laughs> I know this is only our first ever interview, but he yeah. is also your granddad. Whoa, plot twist. <laughs> and he, he told me about, so um, on that side of the family, they... Uh, so this is uh, our side of the family. Yeah, that yeah. generation, they... Um, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think they grew up in a, in a village. There wasn't a huge amount. I think it was communist. Yeah communism at the time there just wasn't a huge amount of opportunity and my uncle told me the story about how my granddad used to get up he was like five or six years old and used to get up and used to work and he used to take the cows out to this five or six years old mm. um take the cows out to the pastures and basically from that day on he was working and um even when he got older got a job every spare penny that they had they would save and try and like progress progress forward mm. um and then fast forwarding that a few generations here i am the product of my granddad's hard work my dad's hard work probably generations before that mm. as well and um yeah i'm just not gonna fumble the bag i'm not gonna fumble the bag i'm gonna do my best to to try and yeah get myself in the best position yeah. in life that that i can do and yeah. um, make sure that those generations that are looking back look at me and think yeah it's good that it's good that it's good that we did all that yeah. work because look look how it's played out and those sacrifices that they made yeah make them worthwhile if i was just and sitting at home watching tv yeah. not get not doing anything and we have i would doing... say that we have more opportunity now than any generation before us Particularly in Bulgaria, yeah. like we have been, so many doors have been opened for us through the sacrifices that are that previous generations from us have made. Our for ancestors, us. <laughs> our ancestors, yeah, through the sacrifices that um, our parents and grandparents and their yeah. parents and grandparents have made for us, not specifically for us, but yeah. like for the generations ahead, and yeah, so many doors have been opened for us. And I think if you're just going to put your feet up and relax, I think people, anyone who's watching this that say grown up in Stanford or was born and bred in Stanford Mm. probably won't really understand this point, but to be, to come from a few generations ago, a village in communist Bulgaria to get to the UK and have a really nice life. Mm. I mean, those those two things are worlds apart, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't just happen. You know, no. just turn up here and, and do it. No, um, there's a, a lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrifice. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, that people before me have made. So mm. yeah, I feel like better carry that on. Yeah, I th- I do feel like the baton has been passed on to me. Yeah, and I've just got to take it as far as as far as I can before I pass it on. Yeah. as well. 
that's what really drives me. That's a really good answer. Yeah, Very good you. answer. So are you going to pass that. the baton on to your son? My many sons. Collectively. <laughs> <laughs> An heir and a spare. Nice. Very good answer. Um, okay. I have no sons yet, by the way. Just, just in case. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring it back. We're going to make it lighthearted again. Go on. What is your fave brunch dish that you've ever had? And where was it? And what made it so good? What made it stand out in your mind so much? It was obviously the Fika's Abbo. Oh. No, it wasn't. Classic. Do you know what it was? Do I have to give an answer that's not Fika? No. Okay, I'm going to give one answer that is Fika because that is the best. That is the truth, that yeah. Is the, that is the truth and I'm not just saying this because you find me, you find me, someone who's watching find me a better brunch dish somewhere than something that we do here mm. and I'll pay very close attention yeah. to that. Facts. And I'll Drop reconsider the DM. My, I'll reconsider my answer. Yeah. But until then. If someone, here we go, if someone drops us a DM and tells us a better brunch place, we will go, we will vlog the entire experience yeah. and we'll rate it. Yeah. And if it's better than Fika, we'll be honest. We'll say, we will. this is better than Fika. We are very honest. But then we will come back and make Fika better. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, best, best brunch dish. So the one that actually comes to mind, I don't know if you remember this. And I, I don't know if it's a fair answer because I feel like my, my palate was not quite as refined back then as it is, as it is now. I don't know if I had that same dish now whether it would have the same effect on me. Okay. But do you remember the chicken sandwich that Rory used to do? Oh, that banged. That, that was, was so good. unreal. On that ciabatta. Yeah. And what did he have with it? Was the, was the celeriac remoulade? No, that was that with a beef sandwich, was which, beef was also which was also really, really good. good. Yeah, so Rory, that, if you could make like a little special, bring those back for one day and one day yeah. only, that would be great. That was unreal. That was, so I good. remember having that chicken sandwich and thinking, how is how can it be this so good? good how can it be this good yeah i remember that so i would say in terms of like what comes to mind i think yeah. i think that i think on our on our current menu i mean i would say Ryan makes a really good chicken sandwich i was just thinking his chicken does. sandwich at the moment is also very good yeah, yeah. shout out rory and your chicken shout sandwiches <laughs> um on the current menu Again, I think my palate has, has changed a little bit and what I like has changed a little bit. I definitely prefer going for simpler stuff nowadays. Yeah. So if you if you ever see me a fika, likelihood is I'm having an avo with eggs and salmon or a fika bowl. Or an avo with eggs, salmon and chicken. And chicken <laughs> and, and then a French toast on the No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd probably be having something quite like not super indulgent. Yeah. Um... But yeah, there's all there's all kinds of good like some of the specials that they do. Some of the like pulled pork and yeah, yeah. Un, unreal. Some of those. Yeah. If I'm feeling in a bit more of a um, if it's the weekend, if it's the weekend, if it's the Sunday. <laughs> I've already done everything for that week. I've been to the gym. I've been for a swim, and yeah. I'm hungry. Then I'd go for something like that. Yeah, like nice. Pulled. I don't even pulled know pork, like pulled pork waffle beef, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, incredible. So good. Um, burrito here that they oh, sometimes in so Stanford, unreal. As for elsewhere, again, the one 
It's interesting because I don't really, I struggle to be impressed by a particular dish. Mm. Usually when I'm impressed by something, it will be the place as a whole. Yeah. And the place that, and if I'm impressed by the place as a whole, likelihood is I've enjoyed the dish. Yeah. Whereas if I'm not impressed by the place, even if even it's if the, the best food amazing, ever, yeah. I might. You'll be underwhelmed. Yeah. Mm. It affects it's the, the whole it's the sensory whole, experience. It's the holistic experience. Yeah. Well, the one place that comes into mind is Juliet's in yeah. in London. So I wouldn't say they do anything crazy there. With the no, food. the menu's fairly simple. The menu is fairly simple, but I had uh, someone called the uh, Young Betty, which is uh, basically like eggs. It's like eggs, eggs royale. Yeah. Yeah. With, with bacon. Um, is it with bacon? I or had one with bacon. So they do one with... The eel one. Well, the eel one was really good as well. Okay. And the bacon one was really good. Okay. Uh, the bacon, I think, is... Uh, I hope I'm not getting confused with another place, but the bacon, I think, is espresso-cured uh, bacon. Ooh. No, it's, it's espresso, espresso hollandaise and then maple-cured bacon. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I had that, and then again, with that, all the individual... It's such a simple dish. Yeah. But all the individual elements are just so interesting. Like, the bread's perfect, the bacon yeah. is really good, He's the really eggs good are really good. eggs. He's really good at eggs yeah. and the espresso Presentation's really good. Presentation. It's just the whole yeah. experience is really nice. So yeah, and the whole place is really cool. That's mm. that's the one that comes into That's good. Comes into good answer. I'll accept that. I'll allow Thank that you. one. If you'd said something rogue, I would have been like, no. <laughs> Cut that bit out. <laughs> Cut um, Okay. When what's, what's your favourite, just, just out of curiosity? Here or in general? In general. Oh, God. I... I mean, I'm really bad on the spot, but I genuinely can't think of somewhere that I've eaten something that I've been like, that's really good. Probably maybe somewhere in Bali. Yeah. I did have a French toast, actually, at a place in Bali called Milk and Madu. Okay. Which I don't was think I've ever been there. Sensational. <laughs> sensational. It was very good. I do remember. I can't remember. It was kind of, I think it was stuffed French toast. Okay. And it was very good. So either that or I genuinely Fika Zabo just it slaps. slaps so hard. It does. I have it basically every day. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. It never fails. Fika Zabo, smoked salmon, or bacon if I'm feeling a bit, I bit crazy. People so might good. be thinking, people who don't eat at Fika, because obviously they'll be watching the podcast. <laughs> yeah. They might be thinking, how is it so special? All you do is put Avo on toast. No, incorrect. And a lot of places do that. That is not that it's is not, not how we do it. The avo is seasoned to perfection. Yeah. The bread is toasted to perfection. Yeah. You get a little like salty tang from the feta, but it's not yeah. an aggressive amount of feta. It doesn't, yeah. you know, overpower. Then you get the fresh tomatoes. I will say, controversial opinion, mm. I prefer the dried tomatoes okay. to the current ones. But I'm not mad at the current ones. But I prefer the dried ones. You get homemade hot sauce. Homemade The, the homemade hot sauce... I could just eat a part of that. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. The ducker. The ducker. Little crunch. Oh, yeah. stunning. It's you know, so good. You know when they say the devil is in the detail? Yeah. Yeah, facts. Anyone can do avo toast. But anyone can make a Anyone can make a coffee. Anyone can open a coffee shop. The devil is in the detail. There's, there's the little things that you do yeah. that make it what it is. Watch our Fika's Avo sales go through the roof now. <laughs> There'll be a queue out the door tomorrow <laughs> as we go viral. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, can't wait. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I like this question. 
Which area or areas of your life do you see being the most different in the, or changing the most in the coming five years? You'll be raising your sons, obviously. I'll be raising <laughs> my 17 sons. <laughs> God, in five years, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> the maths isn't maths. Yeah. We won't go further down that route. Yeah. Um, what, what areas of my life, so not just specifically work-wise. No, just what, any areas. I do expect to be working more. Okay. I uh, would hope that my downtime is at a minimum, mm. which is a rogue answer to give. But I said this to you earlier, I don't see mine as like work and then downtime. Yeah. Uh, to it me, it's all, it's all play. Yeah. So. It's all play and when I'm relaxing I'm also working and when I'm working I'm also relaxing. In some way. Which <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Which entrepreneur? I've actually, I've actually like... just made that up. I don't know if anyone can find who said that. I'm pretty sure I just made that up. Nice. Um, Trademark that one. But yeah, I do expect to be to be working more. I do expect to have bigger decisions to make. I I would like to travel a bit more for work. Mm. So I don't know, like maybe like maybe peek somewhere abroad. Watch who knows? Space. Who who knows? I would love to do something in another in another country. Mm. I don't know if that will happen in the next five years, but I don't see why not. No. Move fast. Yeah. Make moves. Move fast. I do I think London's an interesting one because London, at the moment, I still haven't, I've only been there for a few months. I haven't mm. found uh, the right circle yet. So I expect to, uh, in the next five years, that will definitely change. Yeah. I, I'm hoping to uh, meet a lot of other entrepreneurs, business people, ambitious people, but also not just like on the business side, but also on the creative side. So I'd yeah. love to meet more artists music is something i'm particularly interested in yeah. so uh, more people like that that have got that creative element um yeah so in summary more business bigger network uh, bigger responsibilities more sons <laughs> all, <laughs> and, the sons. <laughs> all the all sons all 17 of them and that's about it really I, i'd really like it to be something where i've got quite a nailed down routine yeah and yeah um, i'm just like working towards something and and kind of and kind of in my flow I don't really feel like I've got that yet mm. I kind of feel like I'm still darting about here and there yeah I'd like to be more aligned tunnel visioned and tunnel visioned nice thing. okay what is one thing can be as big or as small as you like that you're currently putting off doing uh, probably some Fika admin probably all the Fika admin <laughs> <laughs> all the Fika admin imaginable I mean there is just a ton of stuff um, that I have on my to-do list which is all admin related mm. trouble is I think with both of us we're so I like doing tasks that are not boring and that yeah. are like more things that aren't just like okay I need to do that let me sit and do that and then tick it off yeah I have so many of those tasks. Genuinely, if I sat down and just did all of them, it would probably take me about three hours to get through everything. If I actually just <laughs> you sat just and leave did them it. dragging along. But like it just I just never tick anything off from it because I'm like and 
I think we also thrive off like the urgency of something. If you I'm do. like, I have to do that mm-hmm. by tomorrow, there is no other option but for me to do that. Whereas yeah. when it's something that I'm like, nothing really changes if I don't do it. If yeah. I do it, it'll make everything better. Yeah. But if I don't do it, it's not the end of the world. We struggle, I think. I think the urgency, I think the urgency is a big one. Yeah. I do think I've always been like that to an extent because yeah. I've always been a procrastinator. I've always yeah. been last minute. Same. But exams I do think at also exams at school. Literally never same. used to revise until the night before. And I'd be like, yeah. right, but, but open these <laughs> textbooks. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think the urgency, but I think probably the cafes made us even more like that because there was a period, although not for a long time, maybe because I don't deal with them right now, uh, all of these urgent situations. But I think there was a time where every morning there's something urgent that urgently needs to be addressed yeah and that was the case for a long time yeah that almost you don't even think about the things that are further down yeah you're just kind of it was a treading water situation rather than you're just trying not to drown yeah rather than trying to i don't know become a better swimmer yeah yeah great analogy i like like, who said that (laughs) that was me (laughs) or me (laughs) yeah nice yeah okay what would you say is your biggest strength as a human being and yeah. biggest weakness? Weakness? I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> don't have any. No weaknesses. Oh, I don't know. So many strengths to pick from. <laughs> I think the way. I can't quantify this into. Uh, a strength but I can't say like the strength is X I'll try and explain Go it, and explain it. maybe I'll come up with a word my mind is very structured especially mm. when it comes to business mm. and it's very when it comes to business a lot of things there's a lot of stuff that I don't know but a lot of things are very clear to me and come very naturally to mm. me so again I'll use the athlete example some like running might come very naturally to someone yeah and that someone will probably do better in the olympics someone might be able to train to get to a similar level yeah but there's certain people that it just comes naturally yeah to i do think that the way that my mind works without even having to go and read business books and try and understand certain things the way that my intuition works is is geared very well towards mm. towards what I do. So, uh, to give an example of that, it's usually when a situation comes up and there's a problem, um, I immediately th- there's very few things where I'm like I, I have no idea how to deal with that. Mm. Um, when it comes to figuring out what the next step is, again, a lot of those things are not obvious to me, but I know where to look and I know what the right direction is. Yeah. Um, yeah just the the also operationally like if if something is a bit messy operationally i know how to it's obvious to me how to make it more efficient Mm. uh if i see it a few times i'll be able to look at it and say okay if we take this out if we move this back in if we do it like this then that would work better Mm. so i feel like having the and I, I do think it's just the way my mind is structured. It just thinks in a very structured logical. way, logical, mm. structured way. Yeah. I'm less um, artistic for that yeah. for that reason. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not creative because I'm definitely creative in 
in some ways i'm not creative when it comes to playing the guitar but yeah. in some ways i'm creative but yeah. yeah just that having that like structured knowing how to separate things out how to how like to categorize things yeah mm, pragmatism yeah pragmatic I'd, yeah. i would say i would say i'm quite pragmatic yeah the strength what, what did you say uh, do you remember we had that video of like yeah. three strengths one of them was pragmatic pragmatism um and then i can't remember what the other two were yeah can't remember and what about weakness um weakness is the ability to do admin tasks (laughs) (laughs) the ability to yeah i i would say if if there was one thing that i would say i am is not where i would like it to be it's probably my level of discipline around things like that, around mm. things that I don't want to do. Mm. What about your chaotic nature at times? Yeah. I'm just going to tell a story. Go on. <laughs> not a story, but... Tell us, who, not, was, not tell us who was 10 minutes late to our meeting today. Yee. <laughs> There's no need Let's to start with that. Let's start with that. We're getting personal. <laughs> no, not chaotic. No, tell um, a story, tell us. The, your disorganisation... Tell us when there's a when again when there's no urgency for you to be organised. I have planned tomorrow morning at eight thirty a.m. a joint PT session for myself and Evo, and it's going to be filmed and it's going to be on Fika Brunch and Business. We're going to do a high rock session. I've I've taken all the work out of this for him. Yes, I can't deny that. And all I did was I messaged him. I said, "This is the time." This is the date. All you have to do is show up. That's all you have to do. And confirm whether this works for you. And then he arrives <laughs> and he asks me what kind of session we're doing because he hasn't boys trainers with him. I told him a week ago that we were doing yeah, firmly in my cupboard in London. Yeah. So he's going to be doing the session. He's not getting out of the session. I'm no, I'm doing the session. So he's I'll going to be doing it in his this, combo. This is the thing with me, though. No trainer's fine. I'll just do it barefoot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> liver king. I'll just do it barefoot. I like feel more grounded anyway. <laughs> my, ancestors, my ancestors were running across fields. <laughs> You'll be rocks. doing a sled push. <laughs> and I'll be doing a sled push in a nice cozy gym. Oh, who, needs, who needs trainers? Probably, I think you should do it without trainers as well. <laughs> yeah, let's start a new thing. <laughs> high rocks, barefoot high rocks. Yeah, we'll do our own thing. I think the yeah the organize the chaoticness is is definitely something that if I wanted to I could turn off. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm I can be very I can be it. very chaotic if it's something that I know is not like crazy important yeah if it's something that's really important yeah really really important yeah. you best believe it, i'll be there on time i'll have everything yeah. planned out I'll have everything that is need. true i'll give you that um but yeah if it's if it's something relatively small yeah then yeah i can be very um disorganized <laughs> very disorganized but yeah i would i would agree that so those are probably two two things the discipline around doing tasks that I don't necessarily find crazy exciting yeah and um be just being more organized on around things that are not as important (laughs) okay we're gonna end on a big question big question we're gonna end with a bang 
Go on. Who's a big role model or mentor of yours that you look up to and feel and feel inspired by? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot, but the there's a lot of YouTubers that I watch that are specifically entrepreneurs and that that I've given the example of Ben Francis before and people that are documenting their journey. I've definitely learned a lot from, from people like that. But if I think about the person that has had the most impact on my mentality and the way that I see the world and the reason I do most of the things I do today is, is probably dad. Probably dad. Shout out Ruman. Shout out Ruman. Both Ruman and Paulina have had some yeah, shout outs today. Some, had some love today. Doesn't and our uncle and granddad. Wow. Yeah. Everyone's getting a shout out. done a great out. job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember, and um, I mean, you'll, you'll know this. He's not one to sit you down and be like, right, this is the way, this is the way that you should do this. And this mm. is the way. He'll kind of just go about his life. And I feel like I learned a lot just watching about, how, just like paying attention yeah. to how he did things and how he, he approached life. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I think my slightly more entrepreneurial spirit comes from, comes from that. Cause I wouldn't like, our parents didn't really follow a traditional no. path of like, get, get a job and stay in the city that you were born yeah. and whatever so yeah. yeah just kind of watching his approach with that watching his uh, approach to uh, money and finances was um definitely where i get a lot of my ideas from definitely what allowed me to get to where i am today um and yeah there's not a lot more to say on that really yeah. just just paying attention to how he did things yeah I just learned a lot through that way I think there's a big point there to make about leading by example yeah from the I trenches feel, yeah from the trenches because again like you said it's not like there was ever a conversation to be had of like this is how it's done and yeah but it, and also it was maybe a bit more not tough love but like in the, that same vein there was never a conversation of like I'm really proud of you and you've done this really well. Like it's all quite, again, quite pragmatic and yeah. uh, practical like life stuff. Yeah. And that's probably had a much bigger influence on you mm-hmm. than if he had sat you down and been like, okay, this is how I do this and this is how I do this. Whereas just watching- Cause I probably wouldn't have paid attention then. No. I probably would have been like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. Whereas watching from the sidelines and yeah. having that as a role model as you grow up, powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Yeah. I think you've got to lead by lead by example, and um, there's pro- there's lots of people that that tell you to do stuff in a certain way. Yeah. That don't do that thing yeah. themselves. Yeah. And you just have no respect for them. Yeah. The people you respect most are the people who do it themselves oh, and who it. have done it and have done it well. Mm-hmm. And you think, yeah, yeah. I want to be like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, end us on a wrap. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's my job. <laughs> that's your job. I think that is... That's a wrap. Yeah. All questions covered, yeah. answered. Hopefully you. you all feel like you've learned a bit more about Evo. Know what um, I know drives more about myself. him. 
Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> I didn't know some of the uh, stuff. Did you not? No, some of it was quite quite lovely. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well done. Good to hear. Hope you all enjoyed You're really it. Great guest. Do you have any other questions? Any other points? Any other comments? No, no. All I think right. that's everything from me. Well, Thank you day. all for tuning in. And uh, we'll, we'll be see back. you. At, we'll see you at Pizza de Mario's after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and more. Pressingly, next week. Next week. We'll be back. See you next week. We will be back. We're more consistent with it. We're on top of our game now. Yeah, we figured it out. See you then. Peace out. Peace out. Nice. <laughs> nice.